Welcome to Theology in Progress. I'm your host, Jordan Apodaca. In this first podcast, I want to explain a little bit about who I am, why I started this podcast, and why it's called Theology in Progress, as well as what to expect from the podcast in the future. First off, my name is Jordan Apodaca. I am a seminary student. I am a full-time ministry job. I live in California, and I've been happily married for a few years to Tara, my wife. You should also know that I am a little bit of a theology nerd. When I was young, I didn't think I liked reading because I didn't like any of the fiction books that I was given to read. But when I first found books like A.W. Tozer's Pursuit of God and some of Charles Spurgeon's sermon transcripts, I was hooked. This was the stuff that I wanted to read. And as I've gotten older, those interests have expanded a little bit more also into the world of philosophy, apologetics, and even some psychology and self-development stuff. And the common thread in all of those is that I feel like when I read that type of content, when I talk to people about that type of content, it just feels so real. I have absolutely nothing against fiction and people who like fiction, but it was just an interesting experience for me. And I'm curious if any of you could relate to not thinking that I liked books just because I didn't like the books that I was given. And in particular, I've just never really resonated with that much fiction, but I love diving into the deep ends of theology and philosophy and things like that. Another thing you should know about me is that I have always enjoyed communicating. When I was young, my best friend and I wrote a fantasy fiction book together, and we actually got decent feedback. I mean, we were young, so I think people were going to tell us that no matter what. I thought it was pretty good. We got about 150 pages in before we gave up, but that was a ton of fun. He and I would just kind of send the book back and forth and edit one chapter at a time, add one chapter at a time. So that was kind of the beginning of my love for writing. I also came to love to speak. In After I graduated high school, I had the opportunity to preach my first sermon. And a week before I was supposed to preach, my pastor had me practice the sermon in front of just him. But it was still just this big, open, empty church. I was up at the pulpit, and it was just him right on, I think, the second row. He wasn't in the front row because that would be too intimidating, so he sat back one row. And it was the most terrifying and exciting thing that I ever did. And I actually ended up crying afterwards, like as soon as I finished, because I was so upset at how poorly I had done. I was preaching on Isaiah 6, which is just this powerful passage about God's holiness and how Isaiah sees God face to face in a vision and how Isaiah is simultaneously so broken inside at what he sees there, the filthiness, the unworthiness, and how he's so amazed at who God is as the holy, holy, holy Lord. And I had all these deep feelings of what this passage meant, and I knew I was supposed to communicate it, and I felt like I totally fell flat on my face. I knew that my words came a hundred million miles short of describing the majesty of God. And my words still fall short. Those early opportunities, though, they sparked something of a fire in me to learn how to write and to speak well. You know, it really is just an amazing thing that through our words, we can literally change people's lives. And I know that sounds corny, but it's something that I still haven't gotten over, I guess. Like I can think back to several of the key moments in my life where my life totally changed, my behavior changed, the way that I thought changed, the way that I felt day to day changed. And most of the time I can trace it back to a specific sentence or two that someone said. You know, it's not always going through a giant book that does it. Sometimes it can be one sentence from one friend or from a parent or from a pastor that just changes your entire life. 
So basically, this podcast is an opportunity for me to keep on communicating, and it is also a way for me to keep on learning about theology. Uh, my interests are pretty broad, but as the title suggests, this show will be focused on theology. Who God is, what he is like, and what the Bible teaches about God, how we know God exists, how we can know God personally, all of that is good stuff. And I entitled this podcast Theology in Progress because our knowledge of God really is always a journey. We never arrive to a perfect knowledge of God during this life. And I honestly don't even know if we will in the next life either. This is something I've currently been thinking about is whether or not we should even think of heaven in terms of perfection in a way. I think it will be perfect progress in heaven. We will keep on diving into the infinite deeper and deeper. But so many people, and this is really going off script a little bit, but so many people, when they think of heaven, they do think of it as static. And I just don't see how if God is infinite and we are finite, heaven could be anything except for a dynamic increase in growing closer to God every single day. So that's just a side point. I'm sure we'll come back to the theology of heaven later. But I don't think that our knowledge of God ever stops growing. The journey begins the moment you're born. It deepens dramatically the moment you are born again, and it never, ever, ever, ever ends. And I mentioned on my own personal Facebook page that I was trying to come up with a podcast title. And when I put the idea of theology in progress out into the world, probably about four different people who I know and respect, they told me that they would have likely assumed if they saw it that I was pushing a sort of progressive or liberal perspective on Christianity. The word progress, I think for some people, can be a little bit of a trigger word or a warning word saying they're going to try to be reinventing the faith or something like that. Is that what I'm doing? No. Theologically, I'm conservative. So just to be clear, I believe in a God with a mind and a will, not just some pantheistic force. I believe Jesus was truly God. He really existed. He was truly God. He was truly man in one person. I believe in the afterlife, that the only way to eternal joy is through Jesus. I believe Jesus died bearing our sin, that he rose from the dead conquering death. I believe all of those things without the slightest bit of hesitation. However, if the in-progress part of the title makes you a little uncomfortable, I think that's a good thing. Learning and studying and thinking is a good thing. I think we'd all agree that it's better to learn than to not learn. But there are two kinds of learning. There's safe learning. In this kind of learning, you don't have to change your mind on anything. You just go deeper into what you already believe, and you make more careful distinctions. But there is also such a thing as risky learning or unsafe learning. And it's not actually unsafe to you, because it is always safer and better when you are moving toward truth. But it's unsafe to your ego. It's unsafe to your sense of pride. Why? Because as human beings, we tend to associate at least part of our identity with the beliefs we hold. Suppose you say to yourself, I know X is true. And you can fill in the blank of X with anything you want. It could be something theological like infant baptism. You're a diehard Presbyterian and you know that we should be baptizing our babies. Or it might be that the earth is flat. Or it might be that some model of some scientific theory is outdated and needs to be updated. It could be literally anything. It could be a political theory. But just imagine that you say to yourself every day, I know X is true. You've spent your whole life telling everyone that X is true. You make fun of people who don't believe X. You've written books on why everyone should believe X. Now suppose, one day, you stumble into some idea or piece of evidence that contradicts X. 
and not just kind of like pokes at it, but really strongly contradicts it. It's the type of thing that even you, the scholar on X, can't seem to get around. If you choose to look honestly at that evidence, you might have to change your mind about X. You might have to risk humiliating yourself. You might have to admit you were wrong this entire time. In Christian circles, and in all circles, honestly, we have a hard time as humans with risky learning. We prefer the safe learning. We prefer being able to go to a college where they already teach the same things that we believe or want to believe, and we build up walls to make sure that nobody will ever be able to change our mind on those things. You know, this is the classical or the classic problem of having just an echo chamber where you just want to keep on taking in information that already agrees and confirms what you believe. It's a real problem. I think we need to, as a society, really champion the idea of risky learning, the idea that we should put ourselves in environments where we might have ideas that are important to us challenged. For the sake of truth, for the sake of honesty, we need to be willing to address issues head on, hear both sides, be willing to change our minds at times. And I've gone through this process for instance, I grew up adamantly opposed to Calvinism. And then at one point, I became a Calvinist for several years. And now I, once again, am uh, back to being an Arminian. And if you don't know what these terms mean, don't worry. We'll get into it later in future episodes. But is it tough to change your mind? Yes. But you have to be honest. I genuinely think there's a crisis of honesty within theological circles, at least within evangelical theological circles, and especially those who have a position of authority and leadership. I often get the sense that people are hiding their cards and not willing to discuss things. And this is largely due to the fact that there are certain hot button issues. And if you don't come down on the right side, you could lose your job or you could lose support. I mean, it's a real problem. So the point of this podcast is that I seek to honestly and openly try to make progress in my understanding of God. And I'm just inviting you along for the journey. You and I may not always agree. I might not agree with myself all the time. But hopefully by taking one faltering step at a time, we can come to know God better. And this is another kind of going off script for a moment here thing. But one of the mindsets that I have going into this is something that entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk has really pushed. The idea of documenting versus creating. So with a lot of people, if they are told like, hey, for your business or for your ministry, you should sit down and make a podcast each week or every, twice a week or at least once a month or something like that. A lot of people get intimidated by the thought of thinking, um, I don't have anything to say. Like, how can I create enough content to keep up with a podcast? And what he keeps on encouraging people to do is don't think of it as creating because creating implies that you have extra work to do. Think of it as documenting. Thinking it of, think of it as you already are thinking about things. You already are working through stuff. You already are living your life. Take what you're actually doing in your life and find a way to document that and turn it into content. So that's all that I'm really trying to do with this podcast is take what I'm already learning, take what I'm already thinking about, and turn that into a podcast. And I hope that it will bring value to you. One of the other selfish reasons for why I'm starting the podcast is because I think it will actually force me to be a little bit more focused. I tend to skip around in books quite a bit. I tend to skip around in what I'm thinking about quite a bit. And it does, I think, I've found over the years, I thought that it was a good way to do it at first, 
but I have found that it has slowed me down in being able to actually study the things that I want. So hopefully this will help me to be a little bit more focused. So what can you expect from the show? For the first several episodes, I'm going to share my journey up to this point. So like I said, I'm currently in seminary, I'm in ministry, and I have lots of thoughts and a lot of questions right now. But it would be confusing to jump into those right away. Instead, what I want to do is start from the beginning of my journey when I was a kid and share with you each step of the path up until the present day. This will take at least a couple of months, maybe even a year or two. But once we get to the present, I will begin doing things like interviews as well as telling you what I'm currently thinking about and reading about. For instance, I just had a conversation a few months ago with a friend in Minneapolis. And he and I talked about, um, this was just an awesome conversation talking about theories of atonement, which is basically why is it that Jesus' death leads to our salvation? We all as Christians agree that something in Jesus' death and resurrection causes us to be saved. But what is that process? What is the problem that's being solved through Jesus' death and resurrection? And we had this awesome one hour long, at least, conversation where we bounced around a lot of different ideas and it felt like we made some good progress in our own thinking about it. And it's a type of discussion that I would love to be able to have with people more often. And I'd love to be able to share the good of that conversation with other people so that we can all learn together. So that will be in the future though. Starting off with the next podcast, we're actually going to rewind all the way to when I was a kid, talk about my time in Awana, talk about the moment I asked Jesus to save me and talk about my baptism and things like that. And yeah, it's exciting and let's go. Thank you for listening to this show. If you like it, please leave a review and a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It will help other people find the show. Peace.